Happy Palm Sunday! We have a great church. I praise the Lord for the music ministry that we have here, the kids, and the, just such a variety of ways that we are invited to worship God. And as you come to worship here, I wonder if you ever have questions in your mind. Questions like, why did this happen? Maybe there's lots of questions in our mind. Do you ever ask that question? Why did this happen? Why did this happen? Sometimes we ask it out of things that annoy us. Things like, uh, oh, the phone died, the car isn't working, the computer crashed, the dog ate my shoe. You know, other times it's uh, questions about people. Why did they do that? You know, somebody's cutting you off, somebody, the family members, like doing crazy things and you don't understand them. Maybe it's people at work you have to deal with. Maybe it's people at school that you're struggling to understand. Or then there's sometimes that there's real serious questions of why. Questions about why is there pain? Why is there illness, cancer, death, war? You know, there's sometimes, asking the question is a natural thing for us. But sometimes we don't get the answer that we're looking for, hoping for. I've been, sometimes that we end up being left asking more questions than we have answers. So this past week I've been wrestling with the question, why the cross? Why the cross? You can think of all kinds of reasons why not. You know, Jesus had all the power. He could have chosen all kinds of different options. No, he chose the cross. Why? Why did he go to Jerusalem? Why did he submit to sinful earthly rulers? Why did he subject himself to their judgment, to their beatings, their mocking? Why did he give himself over to death? Why the cross? I'm sure the disciples were wondering that question. Just... Good Friday, nothing is making sense. We had this Sunday, East, Palm Sunday, everything seemed to be clear. We're, we're taking over. Sometimes we don't get the question, the answers in the same way that we had expected. In the same way we find it for Jesus and his disciples. This text that we're going to be looking at from Palm Sunday gives us some answers but not the answers that they were expecting. So let's look at this text from Matthew. We're going to be looking at Matthew 21, 1 through 9. One of, those, one of the traditional texts as we look at riding into Jerusalem for Palm Sunday. Matthew 21, verse 1. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks you or says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. 
saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. So the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and the crowds that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Did you find all your answers in there as you were reading that? Let's look at that a bit more. Let's pray as we begin. Heavenly Father, we need you to be the the one that gives us the answers, to give us us understanding. I pray that you would open our minds, our hearts, our ears to receive you, receive your word as we look at this together. We pray this in your name. Amen. So, the first note, thing to note there in verse 4, it says, this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. So, Jesus is fulfilling prophecy. They, actually, there's four prophecies that are being fulfilled just in the prophet Zechariah. This one comes from Zechariah 9, verses 9 to 10. And it is described, it's quoted here in Matthew as Jesus is riding into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, and it's talking about the king that is going to come into Jerusalem. It's going to save the people, and referring back to Zechariah. The second quote from Zechariah, all of them feel fulfilled in this, this Passion Week. The second one from Zechariah comes from Zechariah 11, and it's quoted in Matthew as well, and it refers to Judas when he throws the 30 silver coins into the temple of the Lord, the coins that he was given in exchange for betraying Jesus, selling him. And he throws him back into the temple of the Lord. The third one is uh, Zechariah 12, and it's quoted in John And it talks about Jesus up on the cross, and it says, They will look on him whom they have pierced. And then you've got uh, Zechariah 13, where it's quoted in Matthew and Mark, and it talks about the disciples being scattered. The shepherd will be struck, and and the sheep will be scattered. All four of those, from one one of the books of the Bible, fulfilled during this week of Holy Week. They point to the accuracy of Scripture. They point for the truthfulness of Scripture. They point to the detail of God's plan. They they point us to Jesus being the Messiah. But they are not an end in themselves. They reveal God's plan. They point to God's truth. But Jesus was doing more than just fulfilling a prediction. The Bible is more than a forecast of what is to come. Jesus did not go to the cross just to fulfill expectations. Why the cross? 
because it was God's plan from the beginning. Scriptures are full are filled with how God was orchestrating people and time according to his plan. Those prophecies, they point to something bigger. As we keep looking, we'll find it here, something bigger in verse 5. Verse 5, it says, Behold, your king is coming to you. So why the cross? To establish a kingdom. Well, Jesus was a king. Pilate was mocking with Jesus as he had this conversation. He said, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born. For this purpose I, was, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. And the inscription that Pilate puts above Jesus as he hangs on the cross is the king of the Jews. He was a king. He was coming to establish a kingdom. In fact, in in the Gospels, the references to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, 85 references. Those references to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, are the reason that the Pharisees wanted to kill him. They didn't want anybody interfering with their kingdom that they had, in, had been entrusted with, they were in charge of. It's not just the Pharisees. We've got people in our lives, even in our own hearts. We don't want somebody telling us what to do. We don't want somebody over us. Not only people, countries reject Christianity. Why? Because they don't want another kingdom interfering with their kingdom, their governmental rule and authority. But Jesus said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. You know, he's a different kind of king. He's not an authoritarian ruler. He's not a dictator of people. He didn't come to suppress people, didn't come to enslave people. Now he came to give freedom and to give life. You know, it's it's difficult to give someone freedom or life if they don't realize that they're trapped, if they're held captive. But we are slaves. We're slaves to the things of the world that are constantly giving us messages, trying to persuade us to go this way or that way, how we live, what we do. Not only are we controlled by the world, but we're controlled by our own minds and our own hearts. The flesh and the spirit are constantly battling. We're slaves. We're slaves to sin. Why the cross? Funny way to establish a kingdom. Funny way to display yourself as a ruler. Why the cross? Because on the cross, 
He defeated the enemies of his kingdom. Sin, death, and the devil. Done. At one moment. And then he established a new kingdom. A kingdom of grace. Interesting, as we continue reading there on verse 5, it says, Jesus comes humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt full of a beast of burden. You know that we already heard a reference to the fact that the, the horse is the emblem or the image of conquest or victory. But the donkey is that emblem of peace coming in as a king, coming in peace. Jesus, he comes on a donkey. Not only that, but he comes as a servant. He washes the disciples' feet. He's out there caring for the people. He's feeding the 5,000. He's healing the sick. He's bringing forgiveness. He's casting out demons. Sometimes we might ask those questions in our mind. You know, if Jesus did all of that then, why not now? Why not for me? Why, why, Jesus? Why? I could use some of your power and your help today. Notice what happens as Jesus comes into Jerusalem in this image of peace, bringing you know, bringing peace, as coming as a peaceful king. The first thing he does, he goes to the temple. And he overturns the money tables. He scatters the animals. The pigeons are flying all over. The, the people are furious with him. That doesn't give you the same picture of peace that you just had imagined. You know, when he comes... To bring peace is not the absence or the removal of conflict. He came to bring a different kind of peace. came to bring a peace between us and God. What does that mean? That means that you can have peace in the middle of turmoil and chaos. That means you can have hope in the middle of crisis. It means you have hope for a future that this world doesn't offer. That's what this kind of peace brings. Continuing. What kind of... What, why the cross? Well, to bring salvation. Maybe you say, well, Pastor Huggerman took you so long to get to that point. Well, it's the last one in the text. That's just why. So, verse 9. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means save us. The video that we watched kind of highlighted these two groups of people. You've got the group that's outside shouting, Hosanna, save us. And then you got the other ones inside saying, crucify. Are they the same group? I don't know. There probably were some overlap, at least. But regardless of that, there are so many similarities between the two groups. 
Those shouting Hosanna and those shouting crucify. Those shouting Hosanna, they wanted Jesus to rescue them from their problems. They wanted him to free them from their Roman occupiers. They wanted him to protect them from injustice, to be their advocate. Similar in some ways to those who are shouting crucify. They wanted Jesus killed because he was the problem. They wanted to kill him because he was threatening the peace that they had with the Roman occupiers. He was breaking the rules. So, he needs to be brought to justice. The reality is that both of them needed the same thing. He came to save them, but not in the way they expected. He came to rescue them from themselves. They were their own problem. He came to free them from their Roman, the, the occupier of sin that was in their own heart. He came to protect them from the justice that they deserved. He came to be their advocate, to die in their place. Why the cross? He came to save you from your crucifixion. There's many times in life that we wish things were different and things times when we don't understand what's going on, why things are the way they are, wishing they would be easier. Not going to find answers to all your questions. But you can find Jesus. Why the cross? He came to fulfill prophecy. He did. He came as a king and he established a kingdom. He established peace. He brought salvation. Not in the way they expected. But the ultimate reason is because of you. Why the cross? Because of you. He gave his word, his prophecies, his promises so that you would believe. That you would be set free from the slavery of this world. His word could become living and live inside of you. He brought his kingdom to earth. So you could be set free from that slavery to sin. He came humbly, bringing peace between you and the Lord God. And He came to save you from yourself. From your sin, your punishment. He rode into Jerusalem. He went to the cross for you. I don't know where you're at and what your questions that are in your mind. But one question that you have to deal with is, what am I going to do with Jesus? And today is an opportunity to respond to that. We've had all kinds of praise. 
But what is going on inside of your own heart? Is there an attitude of, hey, yes, Lord, I want you to be ruling and reigning in my heart, in my life? That's an opportunity today. Our altar is always available. It is a place for prayer. It's a place to meet prayer ministers who can talk with you and walk with you through whatever you might be dealing with. All the questions that you might be facing. And meet Jesus here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we invite you into our time here, our worship, our hearts. Lord, without you, what do we have? But more questions. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for Jesus for going to the cross. And everything that that one act did. In your name we pray. Amen.